2: What was the problem?
3: It was super, super, super dirty. There was uh, like uh, bloody, poopy underwears
4: everywhere. He would. Oh no!
2: Now, now you're were, now we're talking about something different. You're talking about odor.
4: This is the plaintiff, Andrew Charles Engelman. He says he rented a room in the defendant's house. And after he was there a short time, the guy rented another room to a third person and none of them got along. Besides, the defendant had a key to his room and he would enter whenever he felt like it without permission. That drunk then locked him out of the house. He paid the rent and security and what he did was illegal. Bottom line, he moved out and is now owed $2,400 for prepaid rent. this is the defendant Carlos Edward Lennon he says the plaintiff was a slob who ate and left stinking rotten food in his room and it caused a bug problem thank goodness that guy moved out but when he took off he left a big mess for him to clean up he had to have it professionally cleaned painted and had to fix the floors oh him no way he's accused of not giving a tenant his privacy The defendant has filed a counter suit for $1,500 for all he's out. All parties, please raise your hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, The People's Court see come to order,
5: please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor.
2: <sighs> Thank you, Douglas. You're okay. Andrew Charles Engelman, you are suing your former, uh, roommates, I guess, and landlord for... Carlos Edward Lennon for $2,400 that you say he owes you for rent for April and the last two months' rent. You are counterclaiming against him $1,500. For loss of time and having to take off of work and cleaning and finding a new tenant. Talk to me. What happened?
6: All right. I moved in on January 11th. That was uh, Wednesday, the second week of January. Uh, when I moved in, did first... you have a lease? No, there was no lease. It was, it was a was month, verbal? To, mon- month yes, to month month-to-month? Was... and verbal. Yes, okay. and uh, we discussed over text. You know, we have. Uh, uh, we have, you know, written confirmation of the agreement, you know, here. And our, the agreement was that you would pay how much? Is that I would uh, pay 2,400, which was going to be the rent for January and the and whatever the last two months would be.
2: Okay. So go on. What happened?
6: Right. So uh, after I was there, um, uh, but after my first week. Uh, he brought in another tenant to occupy the third room, so the three of us were all renting the house together, but That a,
2: wasn't a surprise to you, though, right? Like you no, know, that was, they right, were
6: okay. you know three rooms, so mm-hmm. three people, and each of us paying 800 a month to the landlord Rob. Okay. Uh, and Anthony, uh, not uh, yeah, Anthony was the third person who came in. Carlos okay. was acting as the rent manager, collecting 800 from both. So what went Anthony, wrong? Uh, on April 8th, that was the, uh, I believe the second Friday in April. Uh, and uh, Carlos began getting very angry and argumentative over me not texting him back because he claimed that there was a mess in my room. My room wasn't perfect, but I was keeping it in order. It was livable, and there was no oh, what major What do they care messes. about what, how
2: your room looks? What, hmm? Even I don't even care how my daughter's room looks anymore. I've lost <laughs> that battle twenty-one years. Like I, <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, what was the problem?
3: It was super, super, super dirty. There was uh, like uh, bloody, poopy underwears everywhere. He would. Oh cook no!
2: Now, now you're. Now. We're, now we're talking about something different. You're talking about odor.
3: Odor, filth, roaches. um... Okay,
2: all right. So it's not that you don't care if he hangs all he can of his do whatever he wants. clothes facing a certain way. It's that it was affecting your peace and enjoyment of your part of the apartment. You're Carlos, and who are you? Brian. Okay, do you live there too, or are you more no, supp- friend and witness? Okay, so I can't imagine, that, well, maybe I'm wrong, but is that the first time he'd ever complained about the condition in your room, or was that? the culmination of many other times that he'd complained.
6: There were only two other complaints that he made about just general sloppiness, like clothes on the floor or papers.
2: So he tells you that what, what? let me see the text.
6: And I, yeah, here's the texts. And I also have pictures of the room too. This is, you know, what it looks like. And, you know, as you can see that no one, I clean, I kept it clean myself. No cleaning was necessary. You have pictures?
2: Yes. I have pictures. All right. Okay. Uh, these are pictures that you took no, to prove you keep the room good. nice. So that's you yes. already know that that's why you're taking the pictures. Can, can I show see me? Those? No. Wait. I'm in the middle of something. Show me the texts. Are these the texts? Yes. Do you have those it in your phone? Te- I like seeing them in the phone. Yes, I have them in May my I phone as well. May I please see them in the phone? So on April 8th, does phone? he tell? Ta- oh, these pictures look very different.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's probably <laughs> yeah, after I he cleaned the room. Know. Uh, and there's, you, know, you can slide ye- through them, you have to hit the arrow, the right arrow? See, yeah, and uh, the
2: problem with this picture, in this picture, there's about two or three weeks worth of food lying around, which attracts rodents, attracts roaches, and will stink, including a pan of chicken! A pan of fried chicken!
3: There's a skillet with about 20 pounds of food in there.
2: I mean, and that's um, what he did you can't time. live like that. So anyway, I what does he do? Like does he tell that. you he wants you to leave? Uh,
6: you see, what uh, none of that is actually mine. You see, Carlos had a key to my room that, even though I locked it, he would be going in every day and doing who knows what. And why often I would have to clean. Why would he I do would that if you clean... were perfectly?
2: Uh, if if none of it was the way. If this, See, I, I don't know what that's see, something you haven't even that seen that the picture left. yet. So why don't you look at see, the picture I and tell I have no idea if that's okay, something. Okay, can you that stop was, talking and mm. look at the picture? Yes. Look at the picture. None of that's yours? None of that is So mine, he no. staged all that, that for is, court?
6: That is not even something that I had to clean up one day while I was there. So, just
2: a second. So he staged all that just to make you look bad in court, is what you're saying? Yes. So talk to me. What does he tell you on April 8th?
6: Uh, on April 8th, he says, can you clean, please, getting stinky? I said, it's probably the garbage. I'll take it out.
2: And so what happens?
6: So, I take the garbage out, I clean it, I clean out the can so that it's, you know, uh, that it's, you know, perfectly clean again. I, you know, I clean the can in the bathtub and I took the garbage can, and I took the garbage bag out, so it was How do you a end up moving out, I- sir?
2: Let's get to that. What happens? Does he tell you to leave?
6: Yes, he tells me to leave.
2: Okay, and does he tell you to leave in a text? Yes. Okay, may I see that text? Yes. Thank you. On April 7th, he texts you at 640... You say, oh, it's probably the garbage, I'll take it out. He says, no, it's all the dirty food all over your room. You're disgusting. Clean your entire room and stop keeping food and garbage in your room. Fix yourself. And then he doesn't answer, so you say, are you reading this? He doesn't answer, so you say, get out tonight. I'm throwing yeah, I... your blank
3: to the street. But well, I was I, were, trying to be kind nice. Of, what do you garbage? mean? You were kind g-
2: of impatient. That was a half hour no, after your but first much.
3: I gave him... The garbage can in his room full of garbage, I gave it to him. I gave him a hundred garbage bags. He didn't have a garbage no, can in his room. This was, I gave him a vacuum. I gave him Windex. I gave him everything. He had a refrigerator. I was no, busy. I, I didn't to get to, my to my
2: reading own. any of your texts. I'm coming back right if now. If you look at the pictures, you he done, has a refrigerator ready to go? in his Why? room. So how, where do you come off, like just demanding he leave no, right no, no, then? No, no. You have to mean, give being a, being Hey, up. I'm talking here. Where do you come off telling a guy, you're out, you're out tonight? No, but that's You just, can't do that. I know I can't do that. I didn't do that. Get, find the off button on him and press it, because I'm about to really lose it. Oh. See, you are in the position of being a landlord, okay? And your landlord can say, get out tonight. Are you out yet? Your landlord has to give you notice. And when it's a month to month, you have to give 30 days notice. So where do you come off telling him, you're out tonight, I'm sick of you, like all at once like that? That's exactly what you said.
3: That is what I said, but that's not, I, I just told him to leave, but.
2: Are I you got- out yet? And all because he didn't answer your text in half an hour, you just were no, stewing and was, stewing. This was months of this. Had you been you've been tech. clearly you'd been telling him clean up because yeah. I, nobody blows up all of a sudden with this kind of filth. You had been telling him that.
3: I said get out quick as possible.
2: Yeah. And yeah, you can't do that. Can your landlord no. do that to you? No, uh, right? I- you do get what I'm saying. But
3: well, right? I didn't force him out. I well, said, please yeah. get out. Well, it's It expensive. worked,
2: Right. You <laughs> it did, tot- it did work. Yeah, you told totally him to get out, and he got out. What day did you get out?
3: Uh, April 8th.
6: I, I think the 8th was the date. It was uh, Friday.
2: OK, so you got out that same day. Where'd you go? Uh,
6: my folks, but I paid them rent.
2: Right, right, but, yeah. but so you moved, you moved your stuff out. You went back with your folks. Yeah. All right, so that's April 8th. And then you had paid already for the month of April. That's right. Is that accurate? Yes. And you had paid two months in um, two months. I don't know if we call it security or the last two months in rent, which you hadn't used up. That's so correct. he's suing for that. Why aren't you returning it?
3: I paid it to him cash.
2: No, he did not.
6: You don't even claim to have paid in cash. Just a you second.
2: Claim- just a oh. second. I don't owe him anything. He just left in the middle of the night. The plaintiff lived there in April, plus he destroyed the room. I had to have it professionally cleaned and repainted. He ruined the bedroom set. Not once have you claimed to have paid him. When did that little genius idea come out of your brain to say that in court when not once have you ever claimed to have paid him?
3: it came out of my uh, mouth just now because he kept banging on my door. He came once climbed through my window and he came another day and banged on the door and said he was going to sleep it, he said he was going to sleep in the house until I paid him when so I just paid him to get rid of him.
2: Why wouldn't you have ever said that before now if it's truthful? You would think that if you're getting sued for money that you paid the first words out of your mouth is I paid it.
3: because I didn't pay him then, I paid him after that.
2: This is the statement that you just signed. You made numerous changes on it for whatever you thought was missing. You added this, this is your handwriting, right? Mm-hmm. You crossed out things. You never once wrote you paid him. By the way, when you were sauntering in here and you both went like that, what was that about?
3: Oh, I had some uh, crud on both my Both of you
2: exactly at the same time? Do you yeah. think this is a joke? Do you think this is a joke? Yes. Yeah, get the hell out of my courtroom right now. Get out of my courtroom right now.
1: Welcome back to the People's Court, Harvey Levin here. So, uh, if you move in with a roommate, do both roommates have a duty to keep a place clean? Yes, they do. That's sort of the thing when you're living with someone. If you respect yourself or each other, keep the house clean. There may be people who say, hey, it's not a big deal to me. I don't necessarily need to be clean all the time. If I want to live like a slob, I can.
7: No, that's, that's not fair, I don't think, to the other person. You've got a duty to keep it clean.
1: Okay, do you? Absolutely, you've got to keep it clean 100% of the time. You know what, real quick, let's go to the guy with the dog. Maybe your dog craps all over the apartment.
2: No, he doesn't, but uh, yeah, you have to be clean to live.
1: That is a cute dog, going inside the courtroom.
2: What was it like living with them? Very bad, uh, actually, I'm they pretty sure They seem mean the... and dishonest. They are Well, I don't very... know about that guy, I really didn't talk to him, so I shouldn't say that. He seems mean and dishonest. You, however, are a pig, okay? I mean, I'm looking at that, and don't tell me that they staged that. They didn't stage that. There's a reason they wanted you out, okay? You you can't live like that and live with other people. You shouldn't live like that and live alone, okay? You 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 can't leave food lying around in your bedroom. It's gonna bring stink, odor, roaches, all, all the other stuff. You can't. And I can see from the text that it wasn't a one-time, all-of-a-sudden thing. It was something that you were doing that you shouldn't do. You cannot. You have to be considerate of the people around you. But aside from that, it's just bad hygiene anyway. You shouldn't do it, all right? But I will pick any day someone who is a pig than someone who is a liar, okay? So, number one... I'm gonna order him to pay back the prorated portion, the rest of April that you weren't there, Mm -hmm. which is... Rent is $800? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna order him to pay back the prorated portion for the rest of April after he threw you out, which he has no right to do, which is $586.66. I am also going to order him to pay back the $1,600 that you owed for the last two months, that you had paid him for two months in rent that you didn't get to enjoy. And that's a total of $2,186.66. He has a counterclaim for $1,500, and since he chose to behave in a way that absents himself from the courtroom, do I hear any evidence on the $1,500? Hmm. I don't know a whole lot of judges who will be told by a litigant when they are asked, do you think this is a joke? Yeah, I think you're a joke and then get a chance to litigate their $1,500. I just don't know them, But let's see it anyway. Let's see what he did say about the $1,500. Loss of my time, having to clean the apartment, finding and taking a new tenant, and taking time off from work to do that. Let's see, now he threw you out, right? Okay, so that's loss of his time. Zero on the counterclaim. That is my judgment.
6: Thank you.
8: Well, Mr. Leonard has been standing here outside the courtroom. It's not often somebody gets thrown out of the courtroom, number one. How do you feel about that? I feel great. You feel great? Yeah. You know, it's kind of silly what you said when she said, you know, about taking this serious, think it's a joke. And you said, yeah, why'd you do that?
3: Well, honesty is the best policy my papi always taught me.
8: Well, that's kind of a silly answer, quite frankly. I hope you'll well, learn it, learn I did have it a, a couple of
3: pineapples in the back and a bagel, a cinnamon, well, raisin with cream cheese.
8: He wants you to shut up. I think you you should. Tell him to shut up. No comment. No comment. All right. Thank you very much. Good okay. Day, sir. Goodbye, Mr. Lennon. Okay. Here comes the plaintiff now. Well, you prevailed. Thank you. But, I must say, those, those pictures didn't make you look like a very clean guy, let's put it that way. Okay, what would you say? Do you really think he staged those pictures?
6: I know for a fact he did. That is not how I was living there, and the pictures that I have reflect how I was actually living there. The room was clean, and he never had to clean anything I actually had to clean after the other people while I lived there.
8: Well, it was just a bad, a bad thing all the way around, right? Indeed. You glad you're out? Yes. I hope you are. Okay, good enough. Thank you very much. You must sign a few documents, and the door
1: is that way. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well,
8: how about that, Harvey? What do you think?
1: Okay, uh, Doug, the defendant is just a jerk. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I don't know if you guys noticed, but his fly was open almost the entire time in the courtroom. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now.
0: This is the plaintiff, Regina Knight. She says she's a baker,
4: and when her industrial mixer burned out, she hired the defendant to fix it. The hack dismantled the thing into a thousand pieces. He couldn't put it back together in working order, and now she's lost a tremendous amount of business and is out a professional mixer. No one else will touch the thing because of the defendant's mistakes, and she's here suing for the state max of $5,000, because that's what she's out This is the defendant, Kenneth Amos. He says the plaintiff's mixer is 30 years old and it burnt out, so he offered to fix it. He went to her house, took it apart, discovered the problem, and ordered the parts. He told her in no uncertain terms not to touch or move anything, but when he returned, everything was moved around. Once he put it back together, there were parts missing. If the plaintiff hadn't moved the mixer and lost the parts, none of us would be here today. Oh, her? He thinks not. He's accused of getting a rise out of a baker.
1: All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the dock of the plaintiff's a baker and had an industrial mixer that was on the fritz, took court. it to the now defendant, and the defendant made the it even judge. worse. Oh, no, yeah. But the defendant says it's 30 years old, and she's the one who dismantled it. It's the case of the we'll bad mixer fixer.
2: Thank you, Douglas. Your Regina case. Knight, you are suing Kenneth Amos for... $5,000, $1,500 in lost wages, and $3,500 for a mixer. You were trying to get him to fix, and according to you, he's ruined it. All right, what happened? Um, I was using the mixer, and... Um, what kind of mixer is this? It's a whole bar. 30 quarts? How yes. big does it look? Like, show me with your hands. Oh, well, it has
7: to sit on a separate table. It's uh-huh. not a regular table because of the weight. To give you an idea, it takes two men to pick it up. Really. There you go.
2: Okay, and, and that's the smaller. One. And then what? Do you have a picture of it in its yes. day? Yeah. That's oh what well, was. give you an idea.
7: That's part. That's kind of dismantled, but it gives you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That'll okay. Do. I just want to have a regular. So, you have bought that where and how? Uh, at a commercial, at
7: a used place, because you to buy it new, it usually runs about eight grand. Okay, and how much did you pay for it? Thirty-five hundred.
2: Do you have the receipt?
7: Yes. And how long ago did you buy it? Uh, That was in 2015.
2: Okay. And what did you use this big commercial uh, mixer?
7: You know, not to cut you off, the stuff that you use when they do the cakes that you roll out. Fondant? Right, right, right. And uh, I made the mistake of... um, That's that solid icing. Right, right. And I put too much in there, and it started stiffening up. And it's th- when it started smoking, the I'm like... The oh,
2: the machine? What the, started ma- the, the
7: machine mm-hmm. started smoking. Right. And I so realized it. it was too how much. How long in-
2: were you using it before you broke it? Maybe like eight months, eight okay. months or something. So when you break it, did you call around and see if anybody knew how to work on this?
7: What happened is I did. I called because I have a guy that comes and fix commercial equipment for me. He told me, he gave me a number to a place out in Queens. And what he told me is that I had to bring it to to the facility. They don't come to me to fix it. So right. what
2: happens? Why don't you hire them if they fix it? Then,
7: while I was trying to get it, my mistake was trying to get it done a little cheaper and I was being a little oh, lazy, yes. I'm gonna be honest. As okay, my mother I
2: always said, want- lo barato sale caro, the cheap right. comes And then, out then expensive. at the time,
7: he was, you know, needed a little work, so I'm trying to help out. Of, oh, uh, it was uh, all
2: charity. Not you trying to save a buck. All right, so it, your beautician tells you, I've got a what? A cousin? What like, what, like, what? was that no, relation? No. no. Cousin. Right, be- because she does tells good you, business. i got a cousin who's a tinkerer. But listen, wait, wait. Right? <laughs> what she... did you do for your... What, what's your profession?
5: Um, I was an industrial machine mechanic. Okay. Are you retired machine... now or no? Um, um, I was injured, and I've been out of work since I was injured.
2: All right, so you decide that he's going to fix your mixer. He looks at it, you look at it, Yes. And you say, hey, let me give it a whirl.
5: Um, I looked at whir- it, I saw what was uh, wrong with it. What was wrong with it? It was a, the starter was actually burned out. It says uh, an electronic circuit is called a starter. that the How, makes it, how make can you tell starter. that
2: from looking at the outside, or did you dismantle it to look at it?
5: I partly dismantled it and, and discovered that. And um, you, have to, you can see the part was burned out. It was burned off.
2: Well, how hard was it to get to that part?
5: Uh, very difficult.
2: Very difficult to yes, be able ma'am. to tell. All right, so you order the part. Right. And But you had to dismantle the thing in order to get to that, to realize that yes, was ma'am. it? All right, where did you dismantle it?
5: I dismantled it in a, a bakery area of a home.
2: All right, so you order the part, and how long does the part take to get in?
5: I'm not quite sure, but at least one to two weeks.
2: And then you come back to install the part, and what do you discover?
5: Well. Generally, since there was no manual for the machines, and I have worked them professionally with um on equipment that had no manual, but you take things apart in a certain Order. sequence right. yes, and then that way
2: you take them apart in a certain sequence that way when you come back to put them together, you can follow the same sequence that. back
5: right but the um the, it had been moved, so had and, you
2: told her not to move it?
5: Uh, yes, ma'am. I told her not to move it and by and by moving it. Um,
2: now it was guesswork to put no, it back together.
5: Some wires that came apart.
2: Did you move it from where he was fixing it? No. Did someone else?
7: No, just, I, everything, he left everything, the box, I just moved the box and put it down under my How rack. How were
2: you able to pick up the box No, 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 it?
7: no, these, nah, these are the box with all the small parts, all the screws and the nuts and the bolts. Right,
2: and they're put down there in a certain little order and then you move the box? No, but but Did he tell you not to move it? No, no. Come on. Wait, wait, wait. There is no way he didn't tell you not to move it.
7: But he left it all over the kitchen, and I'm trying to... In a box or not in a box? No, no. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it was in the box.
2: So it's not all over the kitchen. It's in a box. No, you know what
7: I'm saying? But he left it in the working area. Right,
2: so why didn't you tell him, wait, wait, I won't touch it, but you need to put it in that corner. Why didn't you tell him that?
1: So, Judge Milian always talks about the cheap ends up expensive. Is that true? What do you think? Be honest.
7: (laughs) Sorry, you speak English a little bit.
1: Okay, me too. I speak Spanish un poco. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, talk to me. Oh, you know, I have no idea what I was saying, do you? (laughs) And I don't know how to ask that question (laughs) in in Spanish. I'm sorry. Okay, we're going to go to you. Okay, it's all about quality and it's all about a quality product. So it's true, the better, the more expensive a product is, the better it is. Well, what about the more expensive it is to fix something, that you hire somebody on the cheap? Is it true that it it generally doesn't end up well?
3: Um, I definitely believe that if you try to save a few dollars in the short run, it'll definitely backfire in the
2: long run. Okay,
1: you agree with the judge, going inside the courtroom.
2: So what happens, and everything gets all jiggled up, and now you gotta try to figure out how to do it from jump street. what do you do?
5: I came back and uh, I took my computer and I tried to download for hours. I must have spent at least 20 hours trying to find um, the, uh, the parts manual. Not the parts manual. Well, I don't know the, why you spent 20 hours. You're service. either going to
2: find it in a search or you're not going to find it in a search. That doesn't require 20 no, I mean, hours. No,
5: there's a lot of different ways to do it. Why well, don't you
2: guys write the company and get a manual?
5: Well, I got it back together to a certain point, except for a, a, I mean, all the mechanical parts, and got back together, but then there was a problem with the electronics. So I removed, I had my How friend How much were home. you
2: charging her to fix this thing?
5: Really, by then, I only, I charged her $100, but now, you know, all that, it, it was just, that was done. And um, I moved it to a friend of mine who's an electronic engineer. I said, dude, just hook this thing up for me. But I had, to, I had to have it taken to his shop. And when I took it to his shop, um, he said, hey, there's a, some insulators that, that are missing. And I went back to her home, and I searched for the insulators. And I couldn't find them. And I kind of dropped the ball at that point myself.
2: OK. And then what happened?
5: And then um, nothing happened. She came to my home. And I, How I much
2: later? How long had you have to months, be- Two months.
5: months three you months. Know, yeah.
2: And then what happened? Uh, she uh, comes to your home and says, give me back uh, my machine.
5: Give me back my machine. She brought somebody here that loaded the thing, and I, I gave her back everything. And she took it, tried to have it repaired in another place, What
2: Where's the part where you lo- lost some parts? Is that what you meant by the thing that you were looking for and then dropped the ball?
5: No, no, I mean, after she came to pick it up from my home-
2: You find other parts
5: in your no, home? No, 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 no. I had, I, when I gave it back to her, I didn't give her back all the parts that I had that was supposed to be there. Why not? Uh, I can not find them.
2: (laughs) And what are the parts?
5: Uh, I don't remember now.
2: You're pathetic. (laughs) If you can't fix it, give it back. So did you end up paying him to fix it? Did you pay him or you didn't end up paying him? No, no. And part wasted of, part two of, part months part of your of the life.
7: payment was to pay him and bake him a couple of cakes. He ate the cakes. Every time
2: he came, all he would do was just eat cake. I heard that, that you make a work. really mean rum raisin cheesecake. Oh, awesome. Did you bring one? You didn't bring one? I'm yeah. just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm
6: kidding.
2: <laughs> all right, um, but, but see, you, so you haven't taken it anywhere else to see what it will cost you to fix? No. So now you have to fix your broken mixer, which means you got to take it to a place who knows how to fix it. And they're probably not going to charge you 100 bucks. They're going to charge you a lot of money to fix your your mixer. But I have no measure of damages for you just because it's taken apart. I don't know how much more it's going to cost you because whoever was going to fix it had to take it apart too. The trick is to find somebody who knows how to put it back together. You know, it was crazy. You didn't treat this like a fine machinery that it is. But you're going to now, because if you want this thing to work again, you're going to have to take it to a place that's going to charge you some dough, Mm. as it were. All right? I don't know what those parts are going to cost, but I'm going to do a little rough justice here, and I'm going to rule in favor of the plaintiff for some money that she may have to expend in order to order those parts. I'm completely guessing at what the parts are going to cost, because you are so neglectful that you won't even tell me what the parts are. So hmm i am going to award the plaintiff 250 dollars to order those two little parts that we think are missing and uh for the troubles of having to deliver it to the next place to get it fixed properly and pay what you should have paid from the beginning okay that's my verdict Okay. all right i
7: gotta wait wow
8: well it's been a rough day in court for ms knight i'm sorry you were suing for five thousand dollars the judge awarded you 250 bucks for some of those parts which even he doesn't know which ones they are. What do you think you, you're gonna do now? Oh, I'm gonna continue
7: to bake, because that's what I do. But the machine's broken, what are you gonna do with it? No, I'm gonna have to purchase another machine. Oh, you are? You know, as, at the end of the day, we learn from mistakes. What, what is that to say? Come on. Okay. Know what I'm saying? Well, so. good luck.
8: All right, wish you'd brought some of those rum cakes with you. <laughs> She's not too happy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know, you, you offered to do something nice for somebody, and you know, look what happened. I mean, it's partially your fault, yeah, right? I bet, yes. And you, and you admit that. You yes. seem like a good guy there. So, yeah. what, can I, what have you learned from all this?
5: Um, I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to be very careful before I try to take on a task. Okay. Okay. I think you learned a valuable lesson. Yes, I did. Uh, you I'm very of, sorry you know, it turned out that way yeah, for him. Yeah.
8: Keep you out of court. All okay. Right, thank you, sir.
1: <laughs> thank, thank you me. very much, sir. All right. Harvey? So, uh, Doug, here's the deal. Small claims court judges can do what Judge Million calls rough justice where you don't precisely know what the damages are. In bigger courts where more money is at stake, they don't allow that. You have to prove every penny of damages in order to get it. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now.
4: is the plaintiff,
1: Crystal
4: White. She says she purchased a car from the scam artist defendant's used car dealership. And the guy sold her a car that was totaled in a wreck. That's against the law. He knows it, she knows it. And she demands the $3,000 she's seeking today. This is the defendant, David Vaknin. He says the plaintiff financed the car with him four years ago and he hasn't heard anything from her since the sale went through. If there were some sort of problem like this, he wouldn't have run away from it. But now she's coming after him after four years? Sounds fishy to him. He's accused of selling a rotten roadster.
1: All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the of The plaintiff bought a car from the defendant. It was a disaster. The defendant says, are you kidding? She made the deal four years ago. It's the case of both me and my car are a wreck. Thank you, Douglas. Hey, welcome in.
2: Crystal White? Yes. You are suing David Vaknin's company. You've asked us not to mention the company name for $3,000 that you have paid out in repairs for a car, a 2008 Nissan that he sold you four years ago. Yes, four years. Okay. Go ahead. What's um, going on? Okay, basically,
9: I p- financed the vehicle from him on July 2nd, 2013. It was a 2008 Nissan Altima with over 120,000 miles. Um, How old are you? 27.
2: Wow, you look so young.
9: <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, the day that I brought the car, um, I took it to my mechanic. and After you bought it? Yeah. The no the day the yeah, actual the, day. After buying it. Yeah. You after it to, buying yeah, it. Yeah, just you to make take, sure. Your mechanic you know, should come take a
2: look at it before you buy it if right. it's a used car, I, not after. Know,
9: I was it was new to buying the car. I didn't know. I just had a baby. I thought it would be convenient for motor transportation. And um I took it to my mechanic. Overall, you know, they did a diagnostic and was saying whatever. He said, Okay, how much was the car? I told him the selling price of the vehicle was twelve thousand four hundred dollars. He said, For two thousand eight, I said, Yes. I looked over the contract. Um, the contract said that the finance charge and my APR percentage rate overall together, it's the car's worth nineteen thousand. So I'm financing. No, the vehicle. car's not
2: worth nineteen thousand. No, the you car you buying a car you can't afford is gonna cost you nineteen thousand. Right, right. Yes. So... Because it costs money to borrow money.
9: Right, right. So when I um when I spoke to the mechanic, he's saying that um did the car the dealership give you a car fax? No. When I did you
2: ask for one? I you were new to it. I don't remember. Remember, Who's the gentleman with you? My dad. Okay.
9: Um, when I went back two days later to let David know about the, um, my situation with my mechanic, and he was saying... Wait, like, what was the
2: situation with your mechanic? The Other mechanic than him asking, that, did you get a car fax? He's saying, don't
9: keep the car. Get rid of it because Why? it's not worth the money. It's too much money that I would have to come out of my pocket to fix for, to pay for repairs. Okay, and so what
2: did he say was wrong with it?
9: Um the transmission was messed up, the struts, I needed motor mounts, and... See, this is why you
2: have your mechanic take a look at a used car you wanna buy. Ahead of time. Ahead I, of time, I, you got it. I I okay. Backwards. So, you go to see him when? Um, maybe that Friday.
9: Uh, how it, many days brought,
2: after buying the
9: car? I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I brought it on a weekday. And it was like I, a The Tuesday. dates are kind of
2: important. The date you... Do you have the, the bill of sale? I bought it July 2nd, 2013.
9: Can I please see a bill of sale
2: that proves conclusively rather than someone's memory from three years ago? I have. Okay. Mm. Okay, so it was July 2nd when you bought it. And then when did you bring it into your mechanic? Let me see your mechanics. I don't have that. Okay. And then, according to you, what do you do? I go back to
9: David. And? And let him know of the situation. And, and he, what does David say? Um, David gave me a rental. Okay. He told me he was going to take it to his mechanic. He did something and gave me something for the weekend. Okay. A car for the weekend. Okay. Um, when I came back, because I had went out to Maryland to visit some family, I came back, I returned his vehicle, and he told me to go pick up the vehicle that I had got from wherever the location was And what kind of
2: was car was it, by the way? The 2009 one he gave Nissan? Me,
9: 2008. 2008. 2008 Nissan Altima. Okay. Um, when I came back, he, um, I went to whoever his shop was and they gave me the car. It was good for like that day. Went back to David again and- Do you have
2: any proof of all these times that you go back there? No. Because you're telling me this three years later. I've you know? been going
9: back and forth with him for a long time. I go back. Well, but
2: what's relevant his is, did you go back and forth and tell him I want my money back in the first seven days? Because I think that's well, what then, your contract yeah, said. The, well, I know, but you got to prove that part. Because watch this, did she come in and tell you I want my money back in the first seven days? No. Right, that's what happens. And so according to you, when is the first time you hear from her?
1: It was a Nissan, but it wasn't the Altima. Will she get three grand? Judge Millian rules next.
4: Spend some time with Judge Millian and be part of our courtroom audience. For free tickets,
10: call 1-888-780-8587.
1: So she takes the car to a mechanic after the fact. Does she have a leg to stand on? I don't think she does. She should have uh, had it checked out before she bought it. That was her fault. Enough said. Going inside the courtroom.
10: I don't, I don't remember because it's been four years since she bought the car. But um, what I remember, when we sold her the car, we also yes, sold... Yes, four years, not three years. What I do here, what I do have, we sold also a warranty on the car. Uh-huh. So, I mean, if anything goes wrong, she can take it to any mechanic and fix it.
2: Not any, me- any mechanic?
10: Any mechanic, it? any... It doesn't have to be to you? No. Okay. So I remember, I do have it here with me, This we did. Let me we, see the warranty. It's, it's including with the, 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 the purchase.
2: So it's it's a third-party warranty? Yes. Right, so you, you actually bought a third-party warranty, insurance, so that they would cover the repairs. From Wynn's extended warranty. Yeah, that's right.
9: That's who I've been giving the car to. They've been
2: fixing it. Oh, okay, so you know that. I was yeah. scared that you oh, didn't no, know what, what you bought.
9: No, I know about okay. the warranty. Okay, so what is it you're suing for? Because the car, the value of the car is not worth the money that I've been putting to it.
2: Right, you do know we do live in America, and this is a capitalistic society. Yes. And what, If it sounds to me like what you're saying is that four years after the fact, when you have paid for repairs, you've taken advantage of the warranty, you've, which you're entitled to, you've driven the car. Four years later, you're looking at me and telling me I want three grand back. And, how, how does, and what planet? Why would I do that? Why would I order him to pay you three grand? He hasn't heard from you or seen you in three years.
9: It sounds like that, but it, it's not like that. I've been going back to him. I go back, it's a holiday, they're closed. I go back, I speak to three years. another...
2: But in any event, person, when you go- they don't want to deal with me. Okay, but... Somebody is dealing with you. Wynn is dealing with you, right? Right. Does she have any warranty from you guys? Or no, it's a third-party warranty. They don't have to deal with you. Uh, It's a used car with a third... How many miles did it have?
10: 120,000.
2: So it has over 100,000 miles. So by law, they don't have to give you a warranty. They sold you a third-party warranty, which you were smart to get, and it paid for your bills. Now, you've had trouble making the payments, right? Right, In fact, your car has been repossessed how many times? Three times. Okay. All right. Um... Court is not a way to get some cash to pay for an expenditure you probably shouldn't have made. That's
9: why I tried to cancel the contract before the... The
2: deadline. Yeah, but a contract, and what did they say? No, we want our money, right? Because no, accept- you signed a contract. Credit acceptance
9: say I, it's at the discretion of the dealer.
2: That's oh, he's not going to, oh, please, he's so out of it by this point. Let me tell you how it works. There's a car, the car costs $12,000. You finance it. Finance company pays him 12000 Guess who makes all that other money? The finance company, not him. He might get, like, a uh, service fee for having referred it to them or something, and that's it. He's been out of this for years, okay? Anything you want to add?
10: I want to add that I'm proud of my business and I don't do anything wrong. That's what I mean to say. Okay, well put.
2: All right, verdict for the defendant. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry you find yourself in this pickle, but there is no way that you could ever prove this case, proves he did something wrong just because you've had a used car for a long time and it's cost you a lot of money. And, oh, I hate those finance charges. Look how big they are and I'm paying all this money for an old car. That is all the stuff you think through before you sign on the dotted line. Verdict for the defendant. Well,
8: you may feel sorry for the plaintiff in this deal, but uh, not much, not much you could do with the judge. I mean, three years, four years later coming back, you're out of luck. What's the status of the car right now?
9: It's good because I put so much money into it. So it's still running. Right. You're, you're, it's better I, than when I brought it.
8: <laughs> well then why are you suing at this point if the car's doing okay?
9: Because I have to pay extra money. So it's like a two thousand eight used car. I'm paying nineteen thousand with taxes and fees. So it's made. all
8: the it's it's the car payments that are getting to you?
9: No, the car payments is not what it is. It's the overall price of the vehicle. Yeah, I
8: know that. But you you made that decision when you bought the car, you know?
9: Right. I'm so
8: sorry for you, but you're helpless here in court today. I'm sorry. You learned a good lesson though. I'm sure of that. Here comes the defendant. I'm sure you were kind of surprised to get sued over this, weren't you? After so long, yes. Yeah, I would assume
10: you've been shocked. All right. Yeah.
8: Well, you did nothing wrong.
10: I okay. Didn't. Even, right. even if she would come to me, I would try to help. Even after so many years. Really? She, she never came to me.
8: Well, you're, you're a good guy. Thank you very much. All right. All right, sir. Harvey, a lot of lessons in this case for a lot of people. What do you think?
1: Okay, you know what? Everybody's entitled to make a bad deal. In this case, clearly, dude's right that you go to the mechanic especially. I mean, the crazy thing is, it's a nine-year-old car. You never buy a nine-year-old car without going to a mechanic first.
4: Don't text and drive. The People's Court is a Ralph Edwards Stubulet production.